God, I'm so happy Micah is here today. You know, it's like anytime I get to do a show with Micah, it's just the best. Like, yeah, because most of the people I hang out with, like they're very cynical and stuff. But I know today, Georgia, I'm going to get to hang out with Micah. It's awesome, right? I know. Micah's the best. Isn't he the best? Micah is the best. I'm really glad that he's here and going to be very vocal. Uh, I I think we probably need to... to, uh, Talk about the fact that he has laryngitis, so he's not actually going to be talking for the <laughs> right. for the show. It's okay. We have a Micah sock puppet that we'll be using that will be the voice of Micah. Okay, go ahead. Talk. Oh, this is Micah Sargent. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Micah, I'm you here sound different. today on your show. <laughs> you sound slightly like Grover. I like it. I not not Grover. super Grover, though. Just regular, regular, normal <laughs> regular Grover. Grover. Yeah. No, super Grover would need a cape. Right, Micah? So, Micah could be dead. Look, we're just going to level. We're going to level. We're going to level with isometric listeners. I really hope that that's not true because then we have to cut out the entire beginning. No, it would be very tragic. Yeah, but (laughs) if he isn't dead. The, the feud, the feud with material oh really escalated very quickly. <laughs> yeah, that, really that, went, that went dark. That yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Micah didn't show up for work today, so we don't know what's going Wait, on. Quitting um, isometric, and we don't know. Was this his way of like telling I, us? I mean, if, if uh, I was going to quit isometric, I just wouldn't show up because I wouldn't want to. You know, I wouldn't want to face the firing <laughs> squad. Do you want to? Because you don't want to know what happens to people when they quit the show. Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we yeah. should we should start the show. Hey, does everyone know who I am? We're 100 episodes in. I feel. Do you think I need to? I need to be introduced. I think. Does, is there anyone that's starting the show now at number 100? I guess there might be. Yeah. Well. No. Whatever. No. <laughs> we, no. Our viewers right. are dropping at this stage. That that person is in for very big disappointment. Welcome to Isometric Game with Perspective. This episode of Isometric is brought to you by Braintree and Squarespace, and we will tell you all about them later. For now, I am joined uh, by future uh, master of the universe and games boss at Giant Space Capriato. How are you doing, Bray? I'm I'm excited to do a show with Micah today. I'm really looking forward <laughs> Wait, does that make Bree master of the universe? Does that make Bree He-Man? Uh, She-Ra, actually. That's right. Is she, but is She-Ra also called Master of the Universe, or was she called something else? It was all Masters. Of, they were all Masters of the Universe. Like, it wasn't okay, just... Okay, I'll be Skeletor. Man. I, I think that was already decided for you, okay. Georgia. <laughs> Wait, are you calling me Skeletor, Georgia? Is that <laughs> what you're saying? No, I think Georgia's calling herself Skeletor. I think she's she's setting herself up as your nemesis, is what she's doing. Georgia is more like Master at Arms, I would say. That's, that's, you I'm know, there's the look. helmet. I forget what he looks like. Master at Arms helmet is kind of shaped Master like Georgia's hair. So that's, that's <laughs> what. Does this make me orc? Is that, is that where we're going eventually? Is that, is that what happens to me? That's right. That's right. Or what was the name of the, the, the tiger that He-Man rode around on? Was it like you, Battle Cat you or something? are the, yeah, you're usually the cat steve yeah it's true you're usually i, I, I just end up shows. being whatever kind of clawed animal is around is what i end up being so <laughs> so right. we're all we are we are also joined this week back from her uh from her hiatus by micah sorry uh back from her hiatus last week uh 
uh, what what do you do again? Senior editor at iMore and psychotherapist and uh, general Skeletor enthusiast, Georgia. Now, how are you doing, Georgia? That's me. No, that, that uh, was uh, not uh, a very uh, that was not uh, a no, convincing really Skeletor bad. laugh at all. I need I need you to bring some commitment and professionalism to that Skeletor laugh. <laughs> That is true. That is what our uh, show is all about, professionalism. <laughs> and in, Yes. Professionalism and, <laughs> and innovation and integrity. That's what our show is about. Yes, exactly. So uh, I yes. hope that wasn't sarcasm with my professional integrity, Steve Lewis. I showed up today on time, ready to record. <laughs> I that got was it. very convincing, Georgia. Thank you. <laughs> I've been practicing. Oh my god! I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Bree's uh, ever said that before. Uh, so now that you know Georgia was out sick last week, George, Mike is out sick this week, uh, and he's trying to outdo me. We're probably, you know, we were going to be, you know, rolling over the show, and and we figure that if nothing else, we're unpredictable. So we will have one more episode of Isometric. <laughs> To, to wrap up the show before we go on to the no, new thing. So you're just don't, you have take, to... don't you take credit, Steve. I'm unpredictable. You're very predictable. <laughs> I, I am very predictable. <laughs> yeah, you are very predictable. I, I'm just kind of hanging on for dear life is really what yeah. it comes down to. Right. So, Georgia, what state true. do you think I'm in right now? Georgia. A state of chaos? <laughs> no. State what of state chaos. Do, what U.S. state do you think Steve is in? A state of amusement? <laughs> no. Massachusetts, like it's obvious. Steve That's because I never go anywhere ever. That's right. That's right. A state of enlightenment. No, no, no. U.S. state, <laughs> like physically. What should say physically is is Brian. I don't. I don't know what state you're in. Am I? I have to look in your Twitter. <laughs> Someone tell me. Someone send it to me. Where you is don't Brie? read my Twitter. You don't I'm read my at your Twitter. Twitter. I Bree, I Bree. Does anyone yeah. read? Does anyone actually read Twitter? Georgia, you follow like six people. You should be able to keep up with your feed. No, I'm at like 120 or something now. Wow. That's a lot of people. <laughs> That's a lot of people. Glenn on its own is like well, yeah, 500 tweets. Well, I mean, in, Glenn is like, like 65 percent of your timeline by himself, but. That's that's just the truth. Okay, I'm not looking All at right. Bree's well, tweet Twitter feed right now. Um, yeah, let's so, let's talk about some games. We'd set up the, the Indiegogo to get Georgia a Wii U, and then Nintendo decided to disappoint everybody um, this week with the, the situation with Allison Rapp, who uh, now is a former um, Nintendo Treehouse employee who got targeted by a fairly longstanding uh, harassment campaign. She was targeted by Gamergate. She was targeted by Gamergate. I mean, let's, let's just say this. Like, she was targeted by Gamergate. Uh, they did the same thing to her. They did to me that they did to Zoe Quinn, that they did to Jane Frank, that they did to Catherine Cross, they did to Lee Alexander. Uh, they were in their playbook. They they went through a pass. They started digging crap up until they found something to take out of context and attack her with. And they did it. And um, then, you know, basically started contacting her employer to get her fired. And, uh, you know, it was basically the politics of personal destruction. And, you know, there's nobody that can survive this. Steve, if I went through 100 episodes of this show, I could find something you've said over the course of it, even though you edit out most of a lot of stuff, and I could find something to attack you with and, you know, destroy your reputation about Georgia. I could do it mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. yeah. I really yeah. could. Yeah, you could just Anyone. look on the internet and see me in a Yeti suit. 
It's yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm no, trying to be no, serious no, here. Yeah. Like no one, all, yeah, everyone right. has something. Or you could everyone even take something out of context not... and, and manufacture something if you couldn't find anything that was legitimate. And yeah. when, yeah, when you end up with a mob that's going after someone, yeah, you know, it it becomes this really uh, vicious um, character assassination. Yeah. So Nintendo fired her this week, and they claimed that it was. <sighs> It had something to do with a second job that she took anonymously, but it, it seems pretty clear that it was a result of a number of these people contacting Nintendo, posing as concerned parents, and bringing all this stuff to her attention. And they probably wouldn't even have found out about the second job if all these people weren't digging through all of her history and trying to find something on her. Yep. So, yep. Uh, you know what the worst part about this is, is that this gives more power to people that do this to people. It makes them feel like, you know what, this worked. So we're going to do it again. Yeah, I mean, that's that's exactly the problem. And, and this isn't something new. I mean, this is like when it, when this happened with Intel pulling out their, their advertising like a year and a half ago from Gamasutra, you know, after uh, mm-hmm. Lee Alexander wrote that article, uh, like that was, you could, you, not that you could excuse it, but you could understand them not knowing what was going on. But this has been going on for a year and a half, and there's no excuse for the people at Nintendo to not be clued in enough to recognize what this is and treat it like the noise that it is instead of taking action on it and, you know, ruin it and and contributing to all of the damage that's been done to Allison Rapp's life already just by this campaign to begin with. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's worth saying, like, you know, this is the really critical part. So there's pretext and there's subtext. So, you know, the pretext for Nintendo is they're like, oh, this had nothing to do with anything. We just found out she was doing a moonlighting job. And, you know, it has nothing to do with anything. But Patrick Klepek had written about this and contacted Nintendo over and over and over asking for comment. And Nintendo stayed silent and chose to say nothing while this good woman's reputation was being savaged. And that is absolutely unacceptable. What happens when you do that is it legitimizes when you stay silent, when an Mm -hmm. employee at your company is being attacked in a very gendered way, it, it legitimizes these kinds of attacks on all women. So Nintendo has, you know, put all of us that work in this industry at risk because the truth is this mob can go after anyone at mm-hmm. any time yeah. and bully yes. us out of the field. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So the the long and the short of that is that we didn't feel comfortable going out and buying, uh, you know, giving Nintendo money for a Wii U right after all yeah. of this happened. So yeah. we so we canceled the the GoFundMe and that all the money is going to be returned. And and so I guess the one thing that I wanted to ask you about on this Brie and in Georgia if you have some thoughts too. I know that you had you had a series of tweets, I forget what day it was. Because uh, Mitomo came out the day after this all happened. Mitomo is their first, is Nintendo's first mobile app. It's kind of a social networky type thing using Mies. and it was, you know, it was literally like twelve hours after this news broke. And you know, you had a question on your Twitter, and I don't know if you got any any answers or any insight into that. That we, if we could talk about that for a minute, about whether it's it's right to be using that, you know. The, literally the day after this happened, going in and using that app and, and promoting the app by posting pictures of it on Twitter and stuff like that. 
Well, I think I would say this. Um, you know, it started with my friend Catherine Lowe. Um, you know, she was kind of talking out this situation and she was talking out how disappointed she was to see so many social justice people, you know, automatically using this Nintendo's app. So, you know, literally the day after Nintendo fired Allison Rapp, and, you know, to me, I think it's very clear that they are lying about this. Um, you know, they come out with this new game. It's basically uh, Tamaguchi Life. Um, it's kind of parred down uh, with more outfits. And, you know, basically you see, like, me representations of your friends. And everyone asks each other questions. And you gain stuff to, like, um, you know, basically uh, unlock new outfits, right? So what is very a little bit frustrating to me is, you know, I understand that not every woman in your field can be Brianna I understand that not every woman in our field is comfortable kind of leading the charge on this stuff. But it was very disappointing to me to see so many, um, you know, social justice people come out and be, you know, pimping Nintendo's uh, new app immediately after Allison had been uh, fired. So, you know, it's, it's a really difficult thing. Allison herself came out and said she didn't want people to boycott this app that Nintendo put out. At the same time, you know, Allison's job is in public relations. And let's just be really honest here. If she had asked for a boycott, she'd never work anywhere in her field again. And that's fact. So, you know, it's, um, it's a really difficult situation. I mean, the, 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 the thing I came to is, you know, I'm not stopping talking on Allison rap. And, you know, I have no idea what the outcome is going to be, but this really hurts my faith in Nintendo a lot. And, um, you know, as for me, I'm currently not planning on buying any Nintendo products. It's, it's, it's a really, really big deal to me. I mean, Georgia, how do you feel about it? It's, it's one of these things that, um, you know, how do you, how do you make a stand that people will hear and be able to to go with what you feel is right. And so I think that everyone has to make a decision of how do we say that this isn't an okay way to handle things. The best way is truly with your pocketbook. Like, unfortunately, that's what companies listen to the strongest. And I know that for some people that, that may not be something that they can do. They may be in a field where they have to use certain products. They may be, they don't want to become blacklisted. But it's it's something really difficult because in situations like this, if you say nothing, that's saying that it's okay. And so that's something that we need to be exceptionally cognizant of is that bullying happens when everyone stands around and kind of looks the other way and doesn't discuss it, doesn't talk about it, um, in the hopes that things will get better in a vacuum. And they really, unfortunately, do not we, we need to take a stand, and I think that everyone may take a stand in a different way, and that's all right, too. One person's way of dealing with it isn't the same as someone else's, but I think that it's something that we need to talk about either way. You know, if it's discussing it, is if it's having a podcast on it, if it's, um, you know, probably the best way is not, you know, putting putting your money where your mouth is, if that's something that you're able to do. I think that that's probably one of the strongest ways um, you know, unfortunately, ad campaigns work, but they work for good and they work for bad. And that's what happened in this case, um, in, in Allison's case. 
but we also need to have people that will make a stand in support of people as well so that this doesn't happen again and that companies can think and really look at things instead of making knee-jerk reactions that are going to affect people for the rest of their lives. Because Nintendo will be fine from this. Um, people will forget and probably will forget in about, you know, unfortunately, like two to three weeks, this is going to be all gone for almost everyone except for, for her. And for the people that um, unleashed, because our memories are really, really short-term. Unless it affected you, people's memories are exceptionally short-term. And you can look at that just through the history of scandals that have happened um, throughout our culture. A scandal has to be huge, and everyone has to be talking about it for people to really care and make a difference. And so this will be washed away in three weeks, and people will be talking about Nintendo like they, they ever did. Um, right. So, but the fear for women in our field will still be here. And the power to the campaign, the ca- power to the campaign of people that got away with doing huge amounts of damage to one person will make other people not stand up. Right. Yeah, I I think I would disagree with you, or at least not that disagree with you. But there is another perspective I've heard as I've been, you know, talking to other women in our field this week, and you know, some of them really do feel like you know, hey, I can't say anything because of my position, and they're not comfortable standing up. Um, I really feel frustrated by this sometimes, and I, I don't know if it's fair because, like, I take a tremendous amount of incoming. I do. And I realize that not everyone can be so vocal, but it often feels to me like most of the other women in our field are just being silent. And they're enjoying their careers while I'm fighting this war I don't really want to be involved in. So, but at the same time, we did get some feedback from people this week in my field that were like, look, you know, don't give me out, don't drag me into this. I am not in a position where I can speak up. And I mean, what do you think about that, Georgia? I think it's really hard. I think that for some people, this is their, like, if you have a family, if this is your only income, and if you lose this job, you lose all the food that's on your plate. Like, that's a really hard thing to stand up to your principles. And so I understand. It makes it harder for everyone else, because like if everyone stood up and stood up loud and together, then this would be something that we would have to address. And so that's what makes it really difficult is that we need to have a preponderance of people to be shields for that so that people that, you know, would risk everything. And and again, it's also personality type, right? So you're very like fight. That's just your personality type. It's a great personality type to be. Love you too. Love you too. (laughs) Um, and, and that's what your lessons that you've learned. You've learned from everything that you've been through that you're, you're not going to have that happen to you anymore. And so you've learned to be a fighter to it. But other people haven't learned those lessons. They have different lessons that are on their plate. And a lot of people, when they go through a nerve-wracking situation, they avoid things and they hide. And, and that is the way that they deal with um, stressful situations. And so it becomes very difficult for them. And that's why we need that not just women to stand up and talk about this, but people that are in places of power where, you know, which will make cover for everyone else to say, well, if this person's standing up for something, I can too. And that's usually what happens is that one person um, will be able to stand up and then other people that may not have been strong enough to stand up all alone will be able to have the strength to stand up behind a thought, a movement, anything. 
And so I, I fully understand the feeling of people that could lose everything if they stood up for something on their principles, the difficulty in being able to do that. And, um, and that's why, you know, the people that can stand up make a huge difference to everyone else that's uh, in a movement. So you're, you being able to do that helps a lot of other people out, Bree. But Georgia, this is something I hear all the time. And Steve, you know, I hope you don't mind me saying, I've had conflict with you about this because it often feels to me that there are a lot of women in our field that have children, especially women, you know, over the age of 30. And something I constantly hear is, oh, I can't say anything. You said this just a second ago. You said, I have a family. I can't do this. I have a family too. It's called my husband. And I get very, very frustrated that everyone, it's like my life doesn't count and I see everyone else in my field sitting it out. I, I'm exceptionally angry, you know, and I have been for years now at, you know, some of the women in higher places in journalism in our field because they don't say anything and their organizations do not report on this and they do stay silent and they do enable this abuse. And, you know, I can understand an art director at, I don't know, like I'm not thinking of anyone when I say this, Bioware, choosing not to blast Nintendo, that's a decision I can understand. But when you have high-profile women journalists at, I can think of four publications off the top of my head, and they choose to say nothing, it it really, it's built up to a certain amount of resentment after this many years of like being on the front lines. Does that make sense to you? I think that even just us talking about it now and putting it out, I think that it does make a huge difference. Unfortunately, the way that that culture shifts happen is it does take time. And now we talk about these issues. This wouldn't even be an issue that would have been spoken about five, six years ago. Like it wouldn't have even been, it would have been nothing. It would have been a blip. Like we've, we've had, you know, groups of people go after other people all through culture's history. And so that this is being talked about, that people are noticing, um, it is making a shift. There is a change happening in our culture, which is really, really good. Um, And so I fully understand your frustration, especially with you being on the front lines. Um, But I don't, and again, I think that it's everyone's choice to deal with, like, you know, it would be great to say, well, everyone should do this and, and everyone will, but they won't. It's just not not the way that it's going to happen. Um, but, you know, it does make a difference, those that do fight. Unfortunately, sometimes it takes people to come backwards and then look back and say, you know, I can do this now. Or, you know, I think that one of the best ways to make change in a culture is actually move your way as fast up to the top so that you can really make a top-down change. That's a really fast way to be able to do it. And so, you know, sometimes you have to work the system to change the system, unfortunately, but that is a vastly effective manner to do it. Um, there's also ways of, you know, reaching out, talking about it, having discussions, um, writing articles, um, you know, using your precious power. There are different ways that people can make a stand. Some of them are less vocal than others, but I think that all of them are important. And so if your stand can't be a vocal one, you can make your own contribution in your own manner which will make a difference as well. I just, I hate that phrase. I, I hate that phrase. And people say it to me all the time. I can't do X, Y, or Z. I can't do it. I heard it a hundred times this week in back channel. Like, like, let's be serious about what if, true, that everyone makes a choice. But what if that would be them making a stand would put 
someone out of a job and then they would be homeless. Do you really think that that is a fair request to make? I think that that is not a fair request to make, but I think the outcome of what is happening here, I don't think that's what would happen with everyone. I think, I think for most people, fear controls their thoughts a lot. Most people, like when I talk to people, I have faced homelessness in my life. I have faced having to deal with very difficult medical situations where I was either going to get help or I was going to die. And I faced drug rehab where if I didn't get sober, I was going to die. And from my perspective, most people are really ruled by very small, petty fears. So I don't doubt that there are some people out there that really are not in position to speak up. But I think that number is much smaller than the actual number of people that could do something if they chose to and they're choosing not to. Yeah, I think that I think that definitely that is that is the case in some ways that and that's the way that any um, hate group or terrorist organization, that's how they win. Right. Is by using fear as a tactic. That's exactly what they go out to do. Um, but I think that, you know, one way's way is not everyone's way. I think there's many different paths to Rome. I think that, um, you know, you have to do what, what you can live with and really think about which way you can make the best difference. I think that's fair. And I'm sure you can, you can forgive me a little bit of, maybe you can indulge me a little bit because I have given a lot on this issue where others have chosen not to. And I I do have some resentment. I do have resentment about it. And you take a ton of heat because of that. And you wouldn't be human if you didn't have some resentment there, honestly. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's completely fair for you to have that kind of resentment because you have paid as much of a price as you have and other people aren't sharing in that. So that's absolutely fair for you to have that kind of resentment. And I don't think any of us would, would blame you for that at all. You know, I mean, that's completely reasonable, honestly. Now, there is something that we don't have to have resentment about. We have breaking news. Micah Sargent is not dead. (laughs) Yes, uh, I'm not dead. I'm here. I'm alive. And I want to talk to you about something that uh, that's pretty cool. It's called Braintree. Yeah, it's called Braintree. The dead to tell us about Braintree. I have risen. Braintree. It is the, the, what is it, the third day? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm going to talk to you about Braintree. This episode of Isometric is brought to you by Braintree, code for easy mobile payments. Maybe you're working on the next Uber, Airbnb, or GitHub. Then why not use the same simple payment solution that helped them become what they are today? Braintree makes mobile payments so fast, easy, and seamless, it's almost magical. Add it to your app with just a few lines of code, and you're instantly ready to accept Apple Pay, Android Pay, PayPal, Venmo, credit cards, even Bitcoin. And if some other way to pay comes along, Braintree will support that too. Braintree's fast payouts and continuous support means you'll always be ready, whether you're earning your first dollar or your billionth. See fewer abandoned carts and more sales with Braintree's best-in-class mobile checkout experience. To check it out for yourself, visit braintreepayments.com isometric. Once again, that's Braintree Pray. Once again, that's braintreepayments.com slash isometric. Thank you so much to Braintree for their support of the last episode of Isometric and all of Relay or FM. Or second to last. Second, second yeah. to last Braintree. now. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, you know, this is an isometric tradition that anytime anything even remotely related to Final Fantasy happens <laughs> that we discuss it in, in excruciating detail. And it seems like they're... 
they're going really all in on the game. I mean, the trailer looks like it's something for a feature film and they're going to, they're actually going to have a feature film including some of the uh some of the actors from Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings and they're going to have like an actual clothing line that apparently is incredibly expensive so you can dress as the characters of of the, yeah. the game and wait, appara- wait, how expensive is incredibly expensive? Uh, I am going to bring up that that link and I will tell you because it was in yen. So I need to look and see what it was in in U.S. dollars. <laughs> so it could but be if, expensive or not. Or it could be expensive. Know. It could no actually clue. be fifteen dollars. But it was, <laughs> so so they have a military blouse on. I don't know what that is. It's like a shirt type thing that's uh, a little under fifteen hundred dollars. The cropped pants are about eight hundred dollars, and the sheepskin gloves are one hundred and ninety-two dollars. You know, there's a great cosplay site that you can buy all the stuff for like pretty cheap. And and there's a leather vest that's apparently two hundred and thirty-seven thousand six hundred yen, which converts to two thousand one hundred and seventeen dollars. If you want the uh, leather vest, doesn't that's seem... not that much. <laughs> I don't know. I buy jeans at Old Navy when they're on sale for like fifteen dollars. <laughs> right? Is this in terms of of uh, cosplay prices, Bree? Is that what you're saying, or were you making a joke? No, no, no. I'm saying like, I mean, I'm assuming that you get like the the summons that come along with these pants, so <laughs> I can summon like knights of the round, which would yeah. really just make my day much easier every single day. That's a day. good point. You get a two boost on your health. <laughs> That's true. That's yeah, if it, maybe if it comes with a phoenix down, that might make it worth that kind of money. But, um, but apparently they need to they need to be charging these kinds of prices because they're saying that in order to be considered a success, Final Fantasy fifteen is going to have to sell on the order of ten million units over its lifetime in order to Ooh. to be successful. And and they they've clarified because there were some peop- there were a lot of questions about whether that's a legit. Um, you know, a legit comment or not. And they've, they've clarified and they've said it, it does need to sell that many in order. It doesn't need to sell them to turn a profit, but it needs to sell that in order to be considered, it was a, considered a success. So, I mean, is this everything that we're expecting from Final Fantasy 15? Is this something no! that's going to... No! <laughs> no! Okay. I was waiting angry. for this. I just, got, I just got Renee to bring me... Wait. Co- tea? Coffee? Come over here, Renee. Come over here. You, what is this that you're you bringing me? You have Renee, in? like, serving you tea this in the is, middle of the show? Renee's serving me. Isn't that nice? How many of you guys gets Renee to bring you tea? Is it tea? What did you threaten Renee, me? Renee, how did you threaten me? Wait, wait, wait. We can't hear you. There we go. Now he can hear you. Why? Are you playing Are you playing the show through your phone to him? What is that how he can hear you? <laughs> no, I just put the earphone in his ear so he can hear you guys. She's threatening you, isn't she? That's the only way that you can she can get you no, to bring it to No, she is a delightful human being and if I had a safe word I would not be using it now. <laughs> I tell you what, Renee, if you're mortal danger, write a story about Apple this week and we'll all know what you mean. We'll all know. We'll all know what's going on. I can no longer say whether I have or have not received a FISA order. Okay. <laughs> okay. The I'm more yellow canary's gone. Yeah. The, the Georgia Dow Canary, yeah. <laughs> we do need one of those, actually. A Georgia, Georgia Dow, Dow Canary. canary. <laughs> would it be like me with like like a canary with like my head on it, or would it be the it, the body of a canary? Uh, wait, it, 
It would be a it would be a it would be a chocobo, really, Georgia. If we're being oh, honest. I thought it was going to be like a falcon with the head of a like the disembodied head of a canary in its mm. in its beak. Ooh, I like the way you think. I'm so happy you're not <laughs> dead. Anyway, Brisa, why are you angry about Final Fantasy 15? Because this is okay. Final Fantasy one, <laughs> two. Okay, two. they didn't have women in them. Final Fantasy three had women. Final Fantasy IV, Final Fantasy V, Final Fantasy VI, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy IX, Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy X-2, Final Fantasy XI, Final Fantasy XII, Final Fantasy XIII, Final Fantasy XIII-2, Final Fantasy XIII-3, Final Fantasy XIV, all had women in them! And then they quadruple down on producing Final Fantasy XV, and it's a sausage fest, man. Is it really? Because I see women in the trailer. No, they're half naked. That's Sid. She's like bikini mechanic. And like you've got Gentiana, but she's not playable. So there are no freaking women protagonists in this. It's like, what the frack? Could you have done this with literally any other Final Fantasy? Even that crappy last one. Even that one. (laughs) You could have done it. And no. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm. Well, okay. Okay. Well, listen to this. The Shadow of Mordor 2. We believe that the main character is going to be female. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, is she going to be riding a chocobo? Yeah. I have probably no chocobos. Yeah. Is her name Georgia Dow? Oh, I wish. That would be yeah. awesome. I would love to do motion capture. I can do martial arts. I can use weapons. <gasps> I know This that. is true. I know the team making that, Georgia. I'd be happy to introduce you professionally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just so I could do like one move. Just one move. Tornado kick or something. Anything. I'm good for that. (laughs) Just be like, that's my kick. What do all you you think of this? Of this? I mean, I mean, do you like this? Like, what do you think? Because I mean, to me, the premise of the original Final Fantasy, when it came out for Final Fantasy Versus a long time ago, you had um, Nox. And Knox had inherited like his father's king, his father's kingdom, and there was this party up in a tower. And then you saw like utter war breaking out everywhere. And he met this wonderful woman at a party. Her name was Stella. Back then, um, you know, she's been changed into Luna Freya now. So they take this awesome woman, uh, you know, Knox, who's like this counterpoint. To um, I'm sorry, they take Stella, who is this counterpoint to Knox, and it looked like a really interesting story. And then what did they do with it? They turned it into Frack and Britney Spears Crossroads, but with dudes, which isn't a great like, which isn't a great like premise for a video game. Like, oh, we're gonna go on a road trip across the world in our car, and then we're dudes, and we're gonna camp out. Like, what the frack and frack? I'm like, what? <laughs> I, uh, I don't even know what to think with Final Fantasy anymore, though. It's, it's like I don't, I don't know why there are cars. I, I don't. I, I'm. It's very. I mean, it looks beautiful. It looks like the the fighting system is more of an action RPG fighting system, which makes it feel like it's a little bit more interactive. That that looks interesting. I mean, it looked very epic. I just, I don't know what's going on there. That there's these there's like these epic battles with dragons and giant rock golems and stuff like that. And then they're pushing their car up the highway. (laughs) Yeah. This is such a strange, uh, like grouping of these people and come on, why do we have to have another, my loved one has been killed and I must avenge said person. Come on. 
like the, this can i just read the the story premise really quick En route to wed his fiance Luna on a road trip with his best friends, Prince Noctis is advised by news reports that his homeland has been invaded and taken over under the false pretense of a peace treaty, and that he, his loved one, and his father, King Regis, have been slain at the hands of the enemy. To gather the strength needed to uncover the truth and reclaim his homeland, Noctis and his loyal companions must overcome a series of challenges in a spectacular open world that is filled with larger-than-life creatures, amazing wonders, diverse cultures and treacherous foes and inexplicable cars oh wait that part's not in there diverse cultures but no women right come right. on right we're right. only talking about male culture here brie right the only diverse one that really counts culture. that's true that's true oh. so but that actually doesn't sound like a bad premise compared to like other final fantasy so micah i'm gonna tell you the the plot to the last final fantasy okay because you can't explain it to someone without sounding like you're high so (laughs) so like there's this magical world that floats above the earth called cocoon and then like these people are taken and turned into these weapons called lassies and people turn into monsters randomly so then all these people find out that they've been turned into lassie so then they're like trying to escape and then the space pope comes after them and then they get like sent into the space pope the final (laughs) vast and last of final fantasy 13 one Final Fantasy 13-1, not to be confused with Final Fantasy 13-2 or Final Fantasy 13-3, but Final <laughs> Fantasy 13-1 boss is the space pope called the Pontifex. So no. he's like, no, I'm totally serious. So they turn you into this weapon, and then, like, um, so then, like, all these people are, like, turned into crystal. And then, like, to go, because they're sad, then they, like, go down to this planet that floats above, and then they beat the space pope, and then two of your characters turn into these crystals that just float up towards the, the, the sky. What? And then for Final Fantasy 13 2, the dude, the last dude that was alive at the end of the Earth, uh, that's this really hot, like, uh, boy band looking dude named Not Noel, comes back and gets Lightning's sister who's been unturned from Crystal and takes her through time magically. Oh, so then they no. start skipping all through time and then Hope, who this little boy from the first one, has been turned into an android. And then, like, you can't even talk about this stuff without sounding like you're, this is you're just dungeon. saying words yeah. now. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I've played so 500 hours of this story. <laughs> you lost me at, pope, at yeah. Space Pope, honestly. Space Pope. It's the Pontifex. Awesome. I can't believe it's actually named Pontifex. Yes, I think you're trying uh, to punk us all. I'm not buying it. No, I'm, I'm totally serious. I'm not even going to try to. So then Final Fantasy 13 3 comes along, and then Snow has been turned into the Angel of the Apocalypse, and then Lightning's sister, rain. who died, yes, uh, who died at the end of Final Fantasy 13 2, is reborn as a demon. And oh my lightning Lord. is taken and manipulated by God to come sell the save the souls of people by solving crimes. <laughs> so then, <laughs> so I, am, then, I can what? just see like the space pope is like the head of Charlie's Angels. Like, right. 
Right. So, Micah, in comparison to that, this this sounds yeah. as like simple and straightforward as like God giving the Ten Commandments to Moses and sending him down <laughs> off Mount Sinai. Like this has that elegant simplicity. So. Yes, this is uh, now. Now I understand where we are, and I have some yes. comparisons to draw. I I prefer this over Space Pope any day. Uh. I hope the Space Pope comes back. I hope he's responsible. <laughs> I know my next Halloween costume. That's Space Pope. That's Space uh, Pope. Re- Revenge of the Space Pope. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 too. That'll be it. That would oh, be a I really strange wait. cosplay. I-, I think you could pull it off, Georgia. I think you should I would cosplay pay thousands of dollars as the Space for Pope for the, next, for the next episode. Yeah, just put in Final Fantasy Space Pope. All right. While Georgia looks up the Space Pope, Micah, can you tell us about something that's awesome? I would love to tell you about something that's awesome. Our other awesome friend today is Squarespace. This episode of Isometric is brought to you by Squarespace, the simplest way for anyone to create a beautiful landing page, website, or online store. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code isometric at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. With easy-to-use tools and templates, Squarespace helps you capture every detail of what drives you, because if it's worth the effort, it's worth sharing with the world. Squarespace put all the power you need into your hands and takes away the pain points like worrying about hosting, scaling, or what to do if you get stuck with something. Especially when you're trying to perfectly align that photo of the Space Pope and you can't quite figure it out, Squarespace makes that easy to do. With Squarespace, you can build a site that looks professionally designed regardless of your skill level and you don't even have to use any coding. You'll be able to make your website look and feel exactly how you want so you can get that spacey, popey goodness into every website website you create. Squarespace has state-of-the-art technology to power your site and to ensure security and stability. So if Brewoo links to your Space Pope site, it's not going to go crashing down. They're trusted by millions of people and some of the most respected brands in the world, and their site templates are really nice to look at, stunning even. And they all feature responsive design, so even if you're on an iPhone or one of those giant Nexus phones or an iPad Pro or what have you, your Space Pope site will look fantastic and resize just how it needs to and that's just getting started squarespace has a crap ton of other features too 24 7 support with live chat and email they've got teams in new york dublin portland uh that are always ready for you their commerce platform is awesome it allows you to add a store to your squarespace site so maybe you know you can sell space pope goodies to all of your friends and, and family and a nice cover page so you know if you're just trying to put together a website that's super simple it's just one page they call that the cover page and they make that really easy easy uh and then the the hosting's built in rock solid super fast and if you want to stretch your squarespace even further you can check out the dev platform where you know you can type in all your codes and and make it so that every time somebody clicks on the page it's it says space pope uh you can <laughs> if you can sign up for a year and you you'll get a free steal domain. micah's name uh, voice yes, for that. yes yes yeah yeah uh, just go back and uh, grab that little recording space pope and you can plug that in if you want to uh that's, that's you'll, my new it, text Tone, actually that's, that's, that's gonna be. <laughs> i'm gonna text you so much now <laughs> space pope space pope space pope uh that'll also give you chills <laughs> if you sign up for a year you'll get a free domain name spacepope.co allowing you to choose exactly what your site should be called and plans just start at eight dollars a month to start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today go to squarespace.com but 
Note this, when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, you have to use the offer code ISOMETRIC. Nothing else. It can't be Space Pope, sadly. It has to be isometric. You'll get 10% off your first purchase, and you'll show your support for our show. We thank Squarespace for their support of Relay as well. And, so, and so. SpacePope.com is free. So okay, there, there we you go. go. So you could fill you can out some it. pictures of Georgia cosplaying as the Space Pope. So that, that would be <laughs> I could totally pull it off. I saw the picture. He's like a dope space pope. <laughs> he's a dope space pope. <laughs> but he's um, evil. Like, he ran the whole purge. Um, well, you know. Someone has he got to look so fly? I know it's hard to believe Georgia Pope participating in something that's wrong. This one. I do not believe. I do not believe. All right. All right. So why don't we do a couple of quick a quick voicemails that people have sent us, and then we'll let these people go and have their own uh, write their own uh, space pope uh, fan fiction. We've left. We've lost <laughs> most people now. They're already. They're already. We've lost to, them a long time ago, Georgia. Nobody that, actually yeah. listens to our show anymore. It's fine. Um, so the, and these are all pretty quick, and then we will. Um, so you can. We're going to have episode one hundred part two next week. So you still have go. time to get your questions or your one hundred. We're going to have to find our own crazy uh, plot. Yeah. You know what we could do? We you know what we could do is for our next show. We could we could try the like um we could like call it daring friar ball <laughs> friar <laughs> friar ball hosted by the friar ball hosted by hosted the space by Brianna <laughs> Brianna Woober and then <laughs> and then oh. we'll just we'll do it and oh my god gray guys I think gray should be the logo. With with yeah. a, a star, that's my thought. What oh, do you think of that? And then, and then we could call okay. this the walk show. It would be great. Yeah, the the yeah. walk show. The yeah. walk show. <laughs> All right. So let, let's let's listen to let's listen to what these people uh, called us called into us to uh, to tell us. Hey, isometric crew. It's Matthew, fellow Canadian. My question is: As a person who belongs to the male gender and wants to go into the tech business. How do I make sure that I don't alienate females and help them grow in the industry while still pursuing my dream? Also, Panda plus Android equals happy podcast family. Hashtag isoterial or material metric? I don't know. <laughs> Peace out. He's trying to make Okay, so here's a, here's a pro tip from Brianna Wu. This is a pro tip. We're referring to women in the game industry. Try not to use terms that, that Ferengis use to refer right. to us by. So generally oh, speaking, yeah. if you're calling women females, females, like, don't do that. That's just creepy and weird every time. Don't do it. Georgie, you say this sometimes, too. And I'm like, oh, maybe George is a Ferengi. Have you seen my you teeth? Do. I have. They're you very, see? they're very deadly. Those are fake. Um, I have Frankie so, teeth so, underneath those. No. In, in all serious, how do you how do you not suck on this issue? Um, you know, you need to be advocating for women all around you. You know, so when uh, you look around at a meeting, there aren't any women invited. Make sure you are doing that. A really big thing is to not talk over other women in the tech industry. What did like, you say? Respect that perspective. Yes, that's right, Georgia. You know, like, like, Total you know, so 
you know, it is a series of things where you've got to be very cognizant of your privilege and you need to use that for better things. So I can't give you like five pro tips right here on this show today, but I, I would say this, like when you're a woman in tech, it feels like you're entering a system that is already set up that you are not included in. And it's really, really exhausting. So, you know, like, can you be a male and go into tech and not hurt women? Yes. But it's pretty rare that people do that. We've been having a lot of talks on Relay lately, frankly, about some of the ways even our own network kind of fails on this issue from time to time. So, you know, it's it's just a thing where you've got to be thinking through these issues, you know? Yeah. I would also say that what you want to do is you want to create a safe space. So it's also like a safe work environment where people feel comfortable, where, you know, you, you know, if someone speaks, you actually listen to them, uh, look them in the eye, wait to, to, to belay their point and think if that can be a valid point, um, to be treated with a feeling of equality, um, and to help, you know, hire, you know, a div- not just women, but just a diverse group of people from different cultural and, um, ethnic backgrounds, which is just good for companies. So I think that it's great. Even that you're asking the question shows that you probably won't have a big problem with dealing with this because you're already cognizant of that you want to be open and inclusive. So good. I disagree with that, Georgia. People that think they're awesome on this issue usually suck on this issue. (laughs) Like people that don't think they are part of the problem are always part of the problem. That is, that is true. Some, we can, and I think that everyone, even women, I think that a huge problem is actually other women, um, on this problem as well. And I think that you're right. I think that that's a, a very good valid point that sometimes because you don't look at your own stuff, uh, you think it doesn't apply to you, and so it does apply yep. to everyone. You're right. Yep, yep. Yeah. Also, make sure your team has a space pope. You know, like yeah. in studies show the space pope <laughs> on a team <laughs> will will lessen the amount of conflict you'll have because most of your team will become falsy and will die. So, <laughs> you know, put, yeah. put a space pope on your team. Yeah, yeah. or a cutout. Yeah. yeah, just just make sure to keep the space pope in your life and you'll you'll be okay. I yeah. see one of those like uh, one of those campaign posters that says "Put a space pope in your life," and I I really like it. Right. Uh, okay. Here, so here's the next one. Hey, Isometric. It's Caesar from Scotland. Um, I just wanted to say thank you because I've listened since episode one, and I used to not play video games because I was scared of the big AAA brewery culture, and you made me discover something totally different and I love it and in two years I've gone from barely playing any games to playing games all the time and making games now so I wanted to thank you for that because you're all amazing and yeah for two years even if I was having a bad week or anything I was always smiling on Monday mornings because I knew I was going to listen to the new isometric thanks a lot to the five of you with Maddie because you did something amazing we're going to keep doing something amazing. I yeah. love it. Thank you so much. That's that such was a so nice, sweet. Yeah. That was so nice. And, and you yeah. sound awesome at the same time. So that's like a, a super bonus. Um, no, I love that. I love hearing how we've we've helped change. I'm always shocked that someone's followed us for the entire time. That's so, so very um, nice to hear and such a huge compliment. And I'm happy. Yeah, it happens all the you. time. People come up to me and they're like, I listen to Isometric. I'm like. 
What? Really? <laughs> what? Why are you doing that? What's wrong with you? What? What's what? Really? I'm sorry. And what? then they'll show me they listen to the show, and my first instinct is always to go, "Look, I'm sorry, the show's not better. I'm trying oh. my best. I swear, I swear, I'm not very good, but just keep giving me a chance. We're gonna make this show good. Oh, I can't Justin. wait till we talk about all the shows because I remember doing the first show. Anyways, we'll talk about that next time. I really think, though, like I have to say, as like my ratio of listener to host has obviously been way more listener. And the thing that I've always loved about the show and the same, I mean, and I know we'll talk about this more, but like the thing that he was saying as well, or that they were saying as well, it's like the dysfunction is one of my favorite things about isometric. Are you calling us dysfunctional? Yes, I am. Okay. Hands down. No questions asked. Dow <laughs> uh, the dysfunctional. I'm pretty sure oh. if he called us, if he said we were functional, that would be pretty much an insult at this point. So, <laughs> Yeah, I would think that he just doesn't understand the show. <laughs> you just don't get it. Uh, okay, we got one more that's marked sent from my Android phone. So, um, oh, so great. Yeah, so, so here we go. God, is this guy's mean again? <laughs> is she doing this stuff again? That girl uh. needs... <laughs> Uh, we gotta like, do an Android intervention because you could be you could be talking Yasmin and you could be like Yasmin, there's a comment and it's heading straight for your house right now, and she'd be like, "I wonder if that's going to affect Google's ability to ship the next version of Android," and that would be the way she'd think about yeah. it. So yeah, I, I'm just I'm just happy in a trolling sort of way that so this this Powerpuff Yourself thing went around the internet over the last couple of days so she did one with herself holding a phone and it's got the camera in the upper left corner so it's clearly an iPhone that her Powerpuff girl is holding but you know oh <laughs> anyway so here's here's the the voicemail oh isometric crew I know it's your 100th episode it's your last episode and I don't want to say that you brought this upon yourself but you kind of did because once you mess with Yasmin Evian the only outcome oh. is defeat don't mess with the koalas because that's when the pandas sink. <laughs> uh, no, Isometric, I want to thank you for the wonderful 100 episodes. I've listened to you um, from the get-go, even like before I think you had episode one out when you first uh, released it to friends. And, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a hardcore gamer, but I love the show that you put together and just the different perspectives that you brought onto this field. Wish you guys the very best with your new journey. And I look forward to listening. Take care. Everyone from the Material Crew loves you. Oh, that was nice. Is she setting us up? I think she's setting us up. Because that's right when you, like, you get the really nice compliment and then your guard is down and then boom. <laughs> they strike. So be careful. I, I, only heard, I only heard Yasmin talking smack about me. And I'm going to tell you something right now, Yasmin. <laughs> I could call and get a ticket. I'm going to do it right now. And I'm going to fly down there to wherever you live, Google Land. And we're going to talk <laughs> about this. We're going to talk about your unacceptable smack talk. And we're going to, I don't know. It's going to be a very big confrontation. So, yeah, it's going to be Just make sure when you do email her and, and announce <laughs> that you're going to be going out there, make sure to use the minion mic drop. In the gift in the email yeah. when you're when oh, you're no. Yeah. Yeah. no no <laughs> I'll tell you this, Yasmin. Georgia Dow tried to mess with me 
Paxis this year. And I you heard what happened to I her took body. Me out. No, Sorry. her body Sorry. was crushed. <laughs> it was crushed. You were crushed just like your little stuffy. No, wow. no, 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 no. <laughs> so I just want you to think about what I can do to your stuffed animals, Gasmine, Evgen. <laughs> The next show is actually going to be a professional wrestling podcast where we're just gonna just gonna come in through entry music and just. You know, yell. I wouldn't even be shocked. I wouldn't even be shocked. That's not even. It's not, that could happen. Don't don't even put it upon us. The final countdown. That is a great song. All right, so so we will let these people go, and we'll have episode one hundred no, no, part two no, I'm just not to done prove. Yet. I got oh, more okay, nonsense. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Circle back. Circle back. Done. I'm sorry. I'm not even go done. Ahead. So, Georgia, we got through one hundred episodes of this horrible show. <laughs> like, like, do you remember when I called you? I was like, hey, hey, George Dow, hey, Georgia. I was thinking. I have no career and I'm nobody. That's not true. But you want to do a podcast with me, George Dow? And then you're like, yeah, sure. And I mean, like, that's really how it happens. Yeah. And by the way, there's this dude who you've never heard of before who knows how to who knows how to use audacity. So he's gonna be on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I never met. I've spoken to Bree once on one podcast. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Never met Steve or Maddie. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So we do this podcast. And I'm like, so good decision or bad decision? It it is. It was one of the. It's it's like that was one of those like riskiest decisions that ended up being one of the best decisions. (laughs) But I don't know what I was. I I I don't know. I don't even know why you asked me. Like we didn't know me either. So can people? Can random people just call you up and ask you to join a podcast? Is that something normal people can do? I'm pretty sure that is the life of Georgia Dow, actually. I mean, you know, you see how many, you know, she's basically a guest star on the Fit Cast and on Tech News Tonight and and all these other shows that, you know, they they just call her up and George's like, oh, yeah, I'll do a podcast. That's Actually, to back that up, I I just, I'm pretty sure I sent uh, Georgia, before I really knew Georgia, I sent her, well, I knew her, but she didn't know me. Um, Ooh, that sounds creepy. Anyway, I sent her a tweet and I was like, could you follow me for a second? Because I need to send you a direct message. Uh, something along those lines. Anyway, I asked her if she would do an interview with me about um, the psychology behind Bendgate and all of those other like iPhone gate things. And she's like, yeah, sure. So I think it is the case that uh, you just got to ask Georgia to, to come on a come on a podcast or an interview with you. And she's down for it. The funniest <laughs> thing was our like when we did our like first podcast and I was like, Oh my God, like this, I, I don't know, how, what are we, we didn't know what we're doing, where are we going with this? I kept on going off message, I was, it was just, and it just, I don't know, it just worked. So thank you, Brie, for that like wild and crazy idea of you to, to start this podcast. I feel like I ruined this podcast. I do, there's another, there's another alternate isometric show out there where it wasn't Brianna Wu that was cast, it was... I don't know. It was like Wolf Blitzer. And like it's mega serious all the time. It's just Doesn't like, that sound yes. hor- that sounds horribly dull. That's, that's awful. like the that sliders horrible. isometric. I wouldn't yeah. want to listen that, to that. That's not a show that I would have tuned into in the first place. Oh yeah. God. See, Brianna Wu on your podcast is like taking a sketchy drink from some dude at a bar and you don't know what's in that drink are you saying that i just like took a sketchy drink from some guy in a yeah. bar 
Yeah. I'm pretty and sure that's an apt description of this show. That's yes. isometric. Well, it's yeah. It's probably yeah, I've gotta be the I've gotta be the uh, embarrassing kid here for a second and say, A, hi mom, and B, my mom, Bree, just absolutely adores you. So if Wolf Blitzer was on this show instead, then she would be sad. Like she's always Aww. talking about isometric and she's like, I just love that Bree. Bree's so funny, she makes me laugh. I'm like, but mom, I'm on the show too. Did you forget me? But Bree though. Aww. So yeah. Well, let me she, tell your she, mom something, Micah Sargent. <laughs> your mom needs to go to church right now because finding me funny is a you really so serious funny. sign. You are absolutely funny. Bad Not morals. Even very bad morals. <laughs> she has a funny. lot of. I really question her integrity because <laughs> because, because the stuff mom I say on has her is great right. taste. Yeah. She has yes. great taste. One is she made Micah, so then she yeah. has to be awesome. And two, Aww. she thinks you're brilliant, and you are. You're brilliantly funny. So no, no, I want. No, I have a reverent. request. I have a request yes, for all yes. of our listeners. I would love yeah. if they would phone in for our last show, our our part two of our, our real last show. show. So it's still a hundred. One hundred B. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is one hundred A. And I would love for them to call in and give their favorite moment, or a way that isometric has touched them or something that they cared about, or how they laughed while they were jogging, or anything that was what Isometric um, has brought to them, that would mean a ton to me. I would love to hear that. And we'll be going through our own favorite moments, most shocking moments, most exciting moments on Isometric. Unless we ruined your life, and then, then don't tell us about it. We don't want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, then don't. what's the number again? To, to, is there a number to call? What do we do? You can call 508-418-3532, or you can either write or uh, you can leave a, uh, an attachment of an MP3 or any sort of a, you know, a sound file with your voice on it to feedback at isometricshow.com, and we will get those on the air. We played them. And, and um, be sure to yeah. rate the show. And I'm not yeah. talking on iTunes. I'm talking in your, your voice <laughs> message. So oh, rate us scary. between 1 and 10, where like 10 would be... 10 would be, you feel like we've put in quality professional work for over 100 hours of your listening pleasure. And, you know, like one would be, oh my God, a thousand generations of shame to Brianna Wu in this unholy mess. Thank God it dies before it ushers in the final apocalypse and darkness ascends all over the earth. <laughs> so, so give us between one and 10. Where does the space pope rate on that continuum, though? Eight. Eight. Okay. Eight for the space pope. And if you're too shy to write it, you can also send us an email instead. Yeah. Um, those are those are also great. So don't worry yeah. about that. Yeah, it can be written. Whatever. It's all it's all good. Or you can DM you can DM the show too. Or that's true. Um, so you can do that, and and you can find all that information on our show notes, which are at relay.fm slash isometric or at isometricshow.com. Uh, we are still part of the Relay FM network because they haven't found a way to kick us off yet. And you can also go and listen to other shows like Rocket, or you can go hear them say horrible things about us on Material or, or all the other shows on the network. We're and on uh, you can also you can also uh, follow all of us on Twitter. The show's account is at Isometric Show. I am at Wicked Good. And Bree, where can people find you? Wait, 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 we can't be canceled at this point, right? Because next week is our last show. Yeah, no, we're not. <laughs> that would canceled. probably be the perfect time to be canceled. I am very concerned that founder of Relay Mike Hurley is a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> we do have the new show. They could cancel that, Bree. I'll tell you all about that next week. Why is he always flying back and forth between 
you know, that England country or whatever, and the United States. Why? He could hide all kinds of things in that beard and nobody would know. Right. <laughs> I'm very concerned that Mike Hurley is a serial killer. Oh, God. Can't, shouldn't we get the news show started before yeah. we start bringing that out? <laughs> so, so Brie, where can they find your tweet storms on this, on this, uh, this unsubstantiated theory? So for all news about Mike Curley being a serial killer, please follow me <laughs> at the Twitter account. No. <laughs> Help me out, George. <laughs> She's at Space Cat Gal for all of Mike Hurley news. Follow Space Cat Gal. Uh, Georgia, where can people find you? I'm just happy it wasn't me. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. I'm just happy it wasn't me. <laughs> You just want the eye of Sauron pointing in a different direction. I dodged that one. Um, and uh, sorry, what did you ask me, Steve? Where your Twitter handle is. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's at Georgia underscore Dow and anxiety dash videos dot com. Uh, you're, if you're Mike Hurley, you're going to need them after this week, I guess. Uh, and uh, and Micah, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Micah Sargent, where I'll be reading about Brie tweeting out, hey, can you follow me so I can send you a DM? <laughs> I see what you're doing, Bree. It's uh, meta. So- it's meta. They can't tweet you, though, Mike, if you just sleep through their tweet, right? Like that <laughs> oh, is a, that's wow. a really big problem, right? The shade. Yeah. The shade. Uh, so down. thank you, as always, for listening. Thank you to Squarespace and Braintree for sponsoring this episode. And isometric workers transform and roll out. <laughs> <laughs> Space <Wow>. Pope. <laughs> <laughs>